Hey, race fans, you are listening to F Yeah F1. I'm Ryan Silverstein. I'm here with my best bud, Ian Kimball. Woo! Uh, and we are pumped because it is Monaco week. It's uh, Monaco week! I'm sorry, I'm so excited. It, it's, the, it's the race that I feel like it's easy to get hyped up about, even though we know it's going to be a boring race. But Boring as shit. It's just got style that you, you just can't beat. Style and history. And, you know, here's the great thing about Monaco. And I think I, I was really, I was really putting my time into thinking about Monaco earlier today and why we give a shit. Right. Because mm-hmm. I saw a meme and I, I wish I could give credit where credit's due, but somebody was like, how crazy is it that, or it was something like, if you ever feel dumb, just keep in mind that formula one still has a race after they qualify at Monaco. And I was like, I was like, I fucking get it. You know what I mean? Like Mm -hmm. I feel seen. And so like, I was thinking about it. It's like, why do we give a shit? And the cool thing is, here's what I decided about Monaco. We can like on any given week, you know, especially how fortunate we've been to have some pretty exciting races so far this year uh, four really exciting races. Monaco can happen. And you and I can, sit and chat and we can go make a drink or go Mm -hmm. to the bathroom and you're probably not going to miss a fucking thing yeah and it's great and that's why the yachts part there the yachts don't park there to watch the fucking cars go by (laughs) they park there because it's like oh we can party at monaco this weekend and have a blast also there was a race yeah i mean this race is great again not because of what happens on the track like i don't know there's just something it's like if the indy 500 was just the most boring as shit race every year but we all loved it simply for being the indy 500 which i mean not far off yeah yeah i mean it's an oval so like you know there's only so much that you can do but like you know it at least with indy you don't finish where you qualify like monaco if it wasn't if monaco wasn't at monaco they wouldn't keep this race on the calendar because it makes no fucking sense yeah no but it's monaco you know what i mean like it has a tunnel (laughs) yeah yeah it's got a fucking tunnel. like you say the word monaco to just about any human on the planet and we're talking eight billion people at this point and i'm willing to bet that half 50 percent have heard of it they might not know why but they're like oh monaco that sounds right Mm -hmm. and it's this little tiny it's like the size it's smaller than fucking new jersey like splotted on the on the mediterranean and you know i don't take anything away from the people of monaco beautiful people but like you know what i mean like it's like but like people know monaco because the greatest race happens at monaco and like you talk to race car drivers 
And I mean, it's one of the top three. You're either going to win the 24 hour of Le Mans, you're going to mm-hmm. win the Indy 500, or you're going to win at Monaco. And if you win one of those three, or if you're one of the legends that wins all three, of which there are a few, uh, like that's, that's the triple crown. That is that is the greatest feat in being someone that can control a vehicle better than anyone on the planet. Yeah, and when the Marvel Cinematic Universe decided to put a car race into Iron Man 2, it was fucking Monaco. It was fucking Monaco. It was fucking Monaco. I think he was racing an F3 car. I'm going to throw that out there. That sounds right. Yeah, I mean, when I rewatched it, I saw the cars and I was like, that's not an F1 car. Like, that's that's F3. I'm going to have to go look again. Yeah. Uh, at least watch that. Not- I'm going to watch that sequence this week, at least. Yeah, and then the motherfucker comes out there and he's wicking the, the, the <laughs> whips. And I was like, stop fucking up the track. Like, we're here for a reason. Elon Those cars Musk are expensive. In, they're expensive. Elon Musk is in that scene. He is. And then is. that's that's not something that has aged well. <laughs> <laughs> Yeesh, bro. Yeah. Um, so I don't know if this is a record or not, but I think it's really interesting do you know how many previous Monaco winners are racing this weekend? Previous Monaco winners. Let me really, uh, let me really count. Uh, Hamilton's one. Yep. Uh, Sebastian Vettel's one. Yep. Danny Ricardo has won. Yep. Um, uh, Fernando Alonso has won. Yep. He's won twice. Yeah. Uh, Kimi Raikkonen. Yep. Um, that's all of them. That's five. Yep. Right. Yep. Sick. Good dude, job. I did really good. Thanks. That was buddy. great. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. Now the the trick would have been who has won twice, and I would have guessed either Kimi or Fernando. I don't know if I would have known. Uh, Fernando has won twice. Vettel has won twice. Hamilton has won twice. Oh shit, Vettel won twice? Yeah, Vettel won in 2011 driving for Red Bull and 2017 wow. driving for Ferrari. Cool. Alonso, cool. Like uh, Kimi won in 05 and Alonso won in 6 and 7, which is a long fucking time ago. <laughs> Jesus. What was I doing in 2005? I was, I was 20. I was in college. In 2005, I was 19 still in 2005. Uh, and if it was this weekend, I was living in New York City. I think I was living in New York City and trying not to die. I, I would have been uh, at college. Uh, it would have been my the spring of my freshman year. Wow. When did you graduate high school? Uh, oh, four. Oh, okay. I was oh, three. Neat. Okay, cool. Uh, so yeah, I, I think that's really cool. Uh, Lewis Hamilton, of course, is the most recent Monaco winner, having won in 2019 because there was no Monaco race last year. Uh, and then previous to that, it was Ricardo for Red Bull in 18, Vettel for Ferrari in 17, and Hamilton for Mercedes in 16. And before that, uh, Nico won three times in a row. Wow. Wow. Nico Hulkenberg? Rosberg. Rosberg. What am I yeah. thinking? What am that, I would, thinking? that would be crazy. If Nico, like, Nico did win three times in a row. He won his championship year too, right? 
Um, I'm trying to think. It which. was like the year before the championship year and the year after. I think he won. Uh, uh, oh, I wish Hulkenberg won at Monaco. I would fucking panic. Uh, no, he won 2016. Yeah, he won the championship, and then that was also his last year. Like he retired right after that. Wow. Which you know, I can't really blame him for that. Did you know that there has been one motorsport triple crown winner ever? Indy really? 500, Indy 500, 24 hour of Le Mans, and Monaco. Uh, I'm looking at Wikipedia to be fair. And, is, it, and, is it a name I should, I should know? Uh, when I say it, I don't think you'll be surprised, but I don't expect you to get it. Okay. Um, so the, Wikipedia defines it as Indy 500 Le Mans uh, and Monaco or Indy 500 Le Mans and the F1 World Championship. I mean, um, the other two are races. So I feel like to me... I feel like it should be Monaco. Yeah. Um, and so no one... I mean, the alternate definition, nobody's fucking done that either. It's literally one person that's done all three uh i mean and i would guess graham hill just because he won monaco so like that's he was exactly so... fucking right dude that's yeah exactly fucking right yeah exactly he fucking was right dominant in the 60s like just yeah dude you know the lewis hamilton of his day let's say yeah you're a fucking badass dude well done Thank he you. won the indy 500 in 1966 the Le Mans in 72 and the Monaco in 63, 64, 65, 68, and 69. Badass. So, yeah. So the one year after he won Monaco three years in a row, then he won the Indy 500. And then after he left F1, he won the 24-hour Le Mans. Sick. Um, and then there is 1, 2, 3, 4, 5, 6, 7, 8, 9, 10, 11, 12, 13 other drivers that have won two out of three legs. Man, I would have guessed that there was more that there was like three guys that had done the triple crown because yeah, no, dude, just just uh, Graham Hill, just because all those races have been around long enough where you would think that like just you know, mm-hmm. um, and I'm and I should I should be clear, uh, it, I was with the thirteen people I was including the F1 World Championship. We were just including the three races, one, two, three, four five six only six people have won two out of three races that's crazy. one of them one of them is uh juan pablo montoya oh yeah that, that makes know. sense yep and uh the other one is fernando alonso yeah alonso he's got to be in the 500 like he just has to win the 500 like he it's he so interesting just has like, to he, win the 500 yeah like he should do it you know aj Foyt won the 500 and the 24 hour le mans never uh Never raced in Monaco, I don't think. But that's a shame. Um, yeah, crazy though. Crazy, not to fucking completely. No, it, it, this is fire. this is what these episodes are all about. You know. Yeah, man. It's um, crazy shit, isn't it? Like I and and you know what's fascinating about those three races? Uh, being somebody who I like to think I'm now a little a step beyond experienced with F1. I, I clearly don't know a tenth of everything but like having the experience of f1 i grew up going to the indy 500 a lot mm-hmm. um the 24 the first time i ever watched 24 hour of Le Mans was last year 
but it's like to someone who doesn't know anything about racing to be like oh what's so special about those three races it's like okay well breaking them down the indy 500 is just an oval Mm-hmm. But that oval, you're going 200 plus like ballpark. Like when you come down that backstretch into the short shoot in, in turn three, you're going like 220 miles an hour for 500 miles. Insane. That's fucking crazy. That's fucking crazy. So that's one. The 24 hour of Le Mans is literally you, you and two other fucking people are driving a car for 24 straight hours and you get like three hours on a couple of you know handful of hours off and then like and you have to drive how big is that track it's like a five or six mile track yeah it's it's pretty big it's big as Um, fuck and like you're just driving this track day night rain dry doesn't matter you're driving this fucking track for 24 straight hours and it's an endurance oh it's eight and a half miles Eight and a half fucking miles. That's crazy. 24 hours. And it's an endurance test. And then you look at, and that's in the Graham Hill days when he was doing it with only two drivers. So that's 12 out of 24 hours. You're driving an eight and a half mile track. Dude, I just watched Ford v Ferrari again. Uh, yeah. Uh, last week. Cause it's, it's now become one of those movies that like, if I had a, a, a bad day or I just need to like chill out, like that's a movie I just throw on. Cause it always makes me feel better. Yeah. Um, but uh, uh, Christian Bale, uh, the hell is his name in the movie? Um, anyway, he, he's talking about like the perfect lap being that you're at like 7,000, like once you hit like 7,000 RPMs, and then I get in my CRV and I'm like, if I go over like 3,000 RPMs for longer than like five minutes, I get like freaked the fuck out that my car is going to explode. Yeah, you know, what's really funny is I was uh. <laughs> I was driving. Um, oh, you met you, you hit Ken Miles. Ken Miles. Yeah. Yeah. Thank you. I was driving my uh, 2013 Honda Civic, um, which I love that fucking car. I love the shit out of it. I was driving it and, uh, and I never drive with my cruise control in the rain, but it had started raining and I forgot I was on cruise control and I was driving this very long distance on the highway and just kind of chilling out. And um, it was hilly where i was going and i'm you know cruise control set at like 72 73 miles per hour Mm -hmm. uh for anybody that's gonna break our balls and um, 34 kilometers per hour something like that yeah right and uh and i and all of a sudden it dropped to third gear and just cruising along listening to shit and i heard my engine go and i was like oh shit yeah something's wrong, you know, and immediately like turn off cruise control and it like reset itself and settled down. But it was that moment of like, Oh, you're not built for this. No. Like, <laughs> like if I took my car to like the racetrack down in Millville, where we go, it would panic. My car would panic and not know what to do. I feel like you could get in like three or four, four like good laps. And then your car would be like, fuck this. I'm not yeah, doing this again. Plenty bro. It'd be like, that's so much, so much. But like, that's what's, I mean, that's what's so interesting and so exciting about these performance vehicles that it takes hundreds of people to build and work on and create. Um, and like, you know, all of the stuff is custom built. Like it's all, you know, the parts are weird. Like they're made to 
like indoor but also non-indoor at the same time because they only have to like they it's weird because like the parts have to last for like I expect the parts of my CRV to last for like 20 years basically you know what yeah. I mean the stuff that like doesn't have to get changed out all the time and these like spend the equivalent of 20 years in like two hours <laughs> exactly exactly right exactly right yeah well it's interesting because uh something that you said to me that has really stuck with me for a lot of for a lot of weeks now was a couple i think it was a couple races ago um somebody got bumped and it took like the bottom lip off of their front wing in the f1 race and i texted you and i was like that guy's race is fucked and you texted me back formula one is about perfection yeah and i was like fuck man that's so correct like that's the most correct because like you know, aside from like NASCAR where they just bang into each other and rip shit off of each other and like you can still fucking win the race or you can yeah. still finish top 10, you yeah. know? Um, when you look at like a street car, like my car, your car, like a Honda Civic, my car is built for 200,000 miles minimum. Yeah. You know, like yeah. that's, that's the target for that vehicle. Uh, and that's what you're paying, you know, 18 to 20,000 us dollars mm -hmm. for. And, but like, to your point, F1, like you put a set of tires on those cars and softs are going to go ish 70 miles. Yep. And they'll be destroyed. Done. Like literally unusable for anything other than fucking melting the rubber down. Mm -hmm. But for those 70 miles, no vehicle could have possibly performed better. Yeah. Yeah. The amount of G-forces that those tires are handling, the amount of, you know, uh, brake horsepower, like just the, the, the sheer performance of it is... It's extraordinary. Yeah. It's extraordinary. It, it's basically like the difference between a Cessna and like the fucking space shuttle landing, where it's like, this is a thing that is built to do this one thing and it has to do it right every single time not just right it has to do it perfectly like scientifically perfectly right and this is how mercedes is pro in my mind still going to win the championship this year because yeah like they are the more perfect team because they, yeah. it's like they have the experience of winning championships and that prepares you for winning more championships you're so you're so fucking right you're so fucking right. Uh, and I will, I will, because we haven't, we haven't said the word Monaco in a while. Uh, I will take that to what it means to race in Monaco. Um, and for as high performance as these cars are, uh, the interesting thing is they've gotten wider. They've gotten mm -hmm. longer. They've gotten more powerful. Um, they're significantly more difficult con to control. And you know what? Um, I was, I, I wanted to bring this up. It's interesting um, how you and I have been talking for a few weeks about who has adapted to their new team or their new car mm -hmm. the best. Um, and I thought about that a lot because the other thing you and I constantly talk about is how like Formula One typically not this year, but typically comprises 20 of the greatest drivers in the world. Yep. This year we got 19. We so. got 19. We got 19. 
Um, but with, with that being said, you have um, you you look at that and it's like you put one of the greatest drivers in the world in one of the greatest cars in the world. Danny Ricardo, Sebastian Vettel, Carlos Sainz, uh, uh, Checo. You put them into one of the greatest cars in the world, and it still takes them months to get used to it. Well, yeah, I mean, and that's you know, like, I, and I think we've talked about this before, but uh, it's always a good refresher. Like one, two things as as like re- reminders and ways to think about this. Is one, we're talking about fractions of seconds, like, and that is like that. They matter, like they fucking matter. And then oh, yeah. the, the other thing too is that, you know, yeah, if I drive my wife's car versus my car, like it feels different and whatever. But the the job of a racing driver is to push the car to its mechanical limits. And like you need a degree of confidence and understanding what that car can do and like the just particular ways that it's set up and the way that it'll handle, you know the turn one versus turn three versus turn 12 and like you know where the where the exact break break point is to get hit the apex and like you know this is going to be a weird analogy but but hear me out so uh, i've noticed recently that like you know our cat being a cat sometimes she's upstairs and she gets like spooked and then she like zooms and like runs down uh the the stairs in our house she takes the racing line like she doesn't turn at a 90 degree angle and go down the stairs and then turn at another 90 degree angle. She makes a perfect arc and she knows exactly like the middle step is exactly where she is closest to the far wall when she is running down the steps. Like she's not dumb. She knows where that racing line is and she knows, you know, her, her paws and how well, how much grip she's going to get because we have hardwood floors. So it's not, it's not a ton of grip um and like sometimes she hits it perfectly and then sometimes she misses and you know uh you can hear it in her like footfalls as she's like down the steps like you can tell when she is like slightly off oh yeah when she Uh, fucks it up yeah right you know and like that's that's what race car drivers do you know and like that it's just the same idea but you know going faster i was driving on 95 today and like a thing that i like to do because i'm me is like when i'm going especially like on like an on-ramp or an off-ramp uh instead of following the exact curve of it i try to like follow what the racing line would be all the um, time it's a, it's what i do every single time yeah and like i try to see how close i can get to the person in front of me without going obviously faster right right um because then I'm like, oh, I'm gaining because I picked the better line. And so like, yeah, you know, and, yeah. and again, it's, I'm not pushing my car to any sort of performance limits whatsoever, because if I did, you know, it would probably roll over and, you know, I would be really pissed. There's danger there. Yeah. <laughs> um, but like, and again, like that's going back to the idea of perfection. It's like hitting, you know, like when we go go-karting, if I do one lap where I don't fuck up any one of the turns, uh, I'm really happy. Like I'm really proud yeah. of myself. Yeah. 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 And that's, I think that that's really the thing that um, I've, I've, I, and I feel like I will become more impressed with it every year for the rest of my life that I'm a formula one fan uh, is just how 
much it takes to be a great driver you know Mm -hmm. and like so many people I, i and it's and it's only gotten harder i mean back in the day not to take anything away from the the drivers that have gotten us to where we are today because they've all been wonderful but like i feel like if you were to put graham hill in an f1 car today he'd be like what the fuck are all these knobs he wouldn't know how to start it he wouldn't know how to drive the fucking car and like you know maybe after a year in it he would figure it out and still be extraordinary but like the concept of what these things can do and i think that as you know again i'm going to circle back and bring it around as quote-unquote boring as Monaco can be, it is truly the test of perfection because it is a narrow track that is unforgiving. You don't happen to go wide and you get into some gravel and you lose a few seconds on your lap. You go into a fucking steel wall. Like, there is no forgiveness at Monaco it and that's why i think for being what it is it has been the track that has been lauded for decades now is because you don't you don't get to mess up a little you can't be in practice and like push it a little and kind of spin out and be like oh sorry guys like i needed a fresh set of tires that's not how this fucking works you have to be perfect Every day in practice, you have to mm-hmm. be perfect in qualifying and you have to be perfect during the entire race because if you're not, you're out. And to your point that you were saying a couple of weeks ago, F1 is about perfection. You're not allowed to bounce off the wall and keep going. It's over for you. It's done. You, you, I couldn't have said it better myself. That's exactly the next point I was going to make uh, and bring it back around to Monaco and that's part of what makes this track special is that you know like yes you could totally argue that qualifying is kind of the main event and the race is what it is but you know it it really is that measurement there because you're right there you know what there won't be this time there won't be penalties or flags for track limits at this race yep because the track yeah. limits are are the walls on either side <laughs> yeah yeah um it's that brings me to the, the first question i have for you um, yeah. Will Mazepin crash in practice for qualifying? Ah, I like that. This is practically I like that we have uh, practice or qualifying. I think uh, I'm gonna say I'm gonna say no. I'm going to say you're going to be surprised with Mazepin in practicing qualifying because I think he's going to go slow. I think he's going to piss off a lot of other drivers and get in their way. Um, but I don't think he's going to pra- crash in practice or qualifying. Uh, follow-up, my first question for you, does Mazepin make it through the first lap of the race? follow-up when he doesn't when he doesn't because he's not when he doesn't how many other cars does he take out all right so uh one uh i i saw an article with someone was talking to mazepin he's like i'm not feeling very confident going in this race did he uh, say that yeah 
Yeesh, bro. Yeesh. I mean, like, yeah, I'm not going to be very good. And he doesn't seem like the kind of guy that is like super, like, you know, he's he doesn't seem like the kind of person that's going to like say that to like downplay, like, like that has to be honest because otherwise, like, he just seems like the kind of be like, oh, yeah, I'm, I'm going to be fine, like, whatever. Um, so I don't think that he's going to take any other cars out because he will be at the back. Um, but I do yeah. know that like just if if he hits a wall and he like scrapes it and he rips off a part of his car, it's like they have they almost have to like red flag it because the, like depending on where it happens on the track, it's so narrow that like I don't know if, the, if like a cleanup crew would have enough time to like brush off all the carbon fiber. And like there have been multiple Monaco Grand Prix without a safety car. Multiple, multiple. Yeah, but I, I, I wholeheartedly think he's gonna he's gonna crash and he's gonna take out the other Haas car, which I don't want to see happen. I really want to see Mick have a good race. Uh, but it's, I mean, obviously he's gonna be parked next to either a Haas or a Williams, and uh, that turn one is treacherous that turn one is a 90 degree angle of metal walls and uh he's gonna dive into it he's gonna take somebody out i wonder if i was driving a track with the walls up i wonder how fast i would go into that corner yo fucking 10 miles an hour (laughs) 10 max 10 like walking speed i would walk my car through that if it was a rental easily 30 or 40 ballpark yeah that's not yeah uh, i might i might like it would be one of those things where like if i knew the walls were up right and like you and i were in the car and you're in the passenger seat and i'm in the driver's seat before we before we started driving i'd be like listen we got to take everything that can fly out of the car like yeah we can't yep. have bottles of water no nope. like books nothing everything out of the car because i'm gonna hit this fucking turn <laughs> And like, here's the deal. We might make it. Hold the fuck on, bro. Like, like the oh shit handle. Oh like yeah, gotta be on it. Yeah. And I would expect the exact same from you. I would expect yep, totally. The exact same. We we would have to bring helmets. Yeah, 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 dude. We get into <laughs> we get into our fucking we get into our rental like Yaris. Yep. Helmets on, and they're like, bros, what are you doing? That would it's be like, so awesome. Roll, I'm gonna roll this bitch. I'm gonna roll it. <laughs> Because, uh, as you know, to quote Jeremy Clarkson, uh, a rental car is the fastest car in the world. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I love it! I love it! I love it! I love it! Um, here's what's interesting, and this is a this is a question that doesn't have to do quite with the race, but more has to do with Monaco itself. Uh, do you know that? Do you know why practice is tomorrow and there's nothing on Friday? I do not know that. So interestingly, um, Monaco practices on Thursday and then qualify and then practice on Saturday, qualifying on Saturday. Nothing on Friday because back in the day, uh, there was a bank holiday that fell on that Saturday. Uh, uh, I'm sorry, fell on the Friday. And so they kept it open to allow regular traffic and stuff. Uh, and so now they just kind of continue the tradition. There's no longer a bank holiday 
on the weekend, but they just continue the tradition. Uh, and equally because Monaco is not a, a, a very large place and there is suddenly a wildly huge influx of humans um, that are there, they, uh, they allow that day off still for, you know, imports of goods and stuff to kind of, you know, hold people over for the weekend of debauchery that they're about to face. It's while, great. while the, yeah, while the most expensive high performance vehicles in the world zip around them for a couple of hours. Yeah, it, it really, there are times where I would say like Monaco Grand Prix is like the pinnacle of human, like if you want to point to like what human civilization has achieved. Yeah, it, Monaco. Yeah. It's like because it's like it's, Monaco it's or the pyramids. It's it's a real toss up. <laughs> <laughs> it's like well, it's it's interesting because like when like we live in Philadelphia, and so like I'll you know I'll go by the river, and once in a while I'll see a yacht, like a super yacht, mm-hmm. like a yacht yacht, and it's like oh shit, like that's incredible. Like that person must have done something. Like they must have invented the longer lasting light bulb or something. <laughs> Uh, and then you go to Monaco and it's like, there's 40 of them in one corner, like stacked next to each other, packed with like 50 people on each one. And they're there for like a week. Like, it's just a week of, of like the tag, tag hewer watches has a Monaco watch. So dope. It's so dope. And and I would say that hairpin is probably the most iconic corner in all of motorsport. It has to be. I mean, I can't, I can't think of a more iconic corner than that completely absurd hairpin that for whatever reason, people choose to go too wide through like a bunch of fucking maniacs. (laughs) But like, I mean, when someone goes too wide through that hairpin, it's the most exciting part of the race. Oh my god, it's extraordinary! It's extraordinary, uh, and and every time it happens, Dude, I mean, because we're gonna get together in person to watch. We are. Are we we're gonna, gonna we're gonna talk party Monaco later in this episode? All right, all right, all right, okay. No, no I'll, I'll save. You're gonna it. save it. Are you gonna save it? Okay, yeah. cool, 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 cool. Because that's <laughs> I, I planned on ending this episode with party Monaco. All right, let's run through the rest of the stuff so we can get to that. <laughs> What uh, what's I, I asked you my question? What's your next question? Uh, how many teams will be represented on the podium? Motherfucker, that's one of my <laughs> questions. <laughs> it's one of mine, and that's also my wild card. Three teams on the podium. Wait, uh, I think I think it's going to be Mercedes, Red Bull, and Ferrari on the podium. Dude, that's my answer. What? Yeah, my arms are in the air. Oh, that's exciting. That's exciting. Yeah, dude. I think uh, I think three teams on the podium. I think it's uh, I think Red Bull wins. I think Mercedes is second. I think Ferrari is third. And I think that uh, that, that and that's my wild card for the weekend. Which leads me to my third question. So I'm just going to go for it. Love it. Will hometown hero Charles Leclerc finally turn his luck around in Monaco. I mean, he has to. The nice thing I think about Charles Leclerc um, with that, because I mean, as I've made very clear, he is my favorite driver. He's the one I root for the most. Uh, 
when it comes to him at Monaco, I think that the reflection of how he's going to perform this year is very much the reflection of how I feel about him so far this year and towards the end of last year, even where in previous years, we've seen him get too excited. You know what I mm-hmm. mean? Like yep. how many times have we watched Charles go into the first corner and fucking wreck out because he decided to jump in and like, and, and dive in and, and go for it and, aim for a corner that just aim for a window that wasn't there on the first lap instead of being patient and, and having his race. Whereas this year it's been wonderful to see him kind of really start to mature and know that, you know, the first lap, he doesn't have to get that spot. He can kind of, if there's a window there, he attacks it because he's still a racing driver and that's still what he does. And he's still good at it. Um, well, but he can. Oh, I was, I was here, here, uh, go ahead, go, go, go. Yeah, here's my here's my hot take on Leclerc this year. I think Ferrari being uh, a second tier team, so high mid tier. You know, I think I think McLaren, Ferrari being in a fight with McLaren and not being seen as competing directly with Mercedes and Red Bull, combined with Vettel moving over to Aston Martin. Uh, I think puts Leclerc in sort of a Pierre Gasly type mode where he's like a little bit out of the spotlight. He can focus on, like he can just better focus on running his race, doing his thing, you know, quietly sort of like just being there, being in the mix, performing, you know, and not, not worrying about like, Oh, I have to make sure I beat Seb or like, and not feel like he's going for the win every time where he's like, no, I need to finish as high up as I can to keep going. Yeah. I think you're very right. I think it's a combination, you know, of that mm-hmm. and him just maturing. You oh, know, no, I think- totally. I, yeah, yeah. I don't want to take away from that point either, no, no, but no, I think no, it's no, also no. a nice. Yeah. I think you're absolutely correct. And like all of those things coming together, I think they're really coming together this year. And we're really seeing that happen for him in 2021 where, you know, like you said, he's calmer. The spotlight's not on him. He's a little bit more relaxed. He can kind of just race his race. Like the best thing was the last couple of uh, couple of races, you know, or, or so far this year, like he finishes in fourth place and you don't hear about him all day. Exactly. He just fucking races the shit out of it. Nobody can compete with him because he's far enough ahead. He's pretty much doing what Max Verstappen was doing a couple years ago, or even last year trying to race against Lewis, where it's like, everybody knew Max was in the second best car. Everybody knew Max was the second best driver. He wasn't going to even begin to compete with Lewis. He was fucking 30 seconds behind him, but no one could touch him. Yep. Charles Leclerc is doing that this year. Not, And like you said, not with the pressure of the Mercedes Red Bull fight going on, but he is so consistently and comfortably in fourth place by like a wide distance that nobody's fucking with him. Nobody can come close. Mm -hmm. And so like, I, I, so I see a lot of consistency. I see a lot of maturity um, and I see a lot of pressure taken off of him. So to answer your question, I think that yes, he does quite quite significantly uh uh change his luck around 
at Monaco, and I think that happens for him this year. I, I hope so. I, re- yeah. I really do. I, I, I'm looking forward to it. Because you know what? Him being my favorite driver, this is the last thing I'll say about it. Him being my favorite driver, obviously, one day I think, I hope he wins a championship. I think he truly deserves to win a championship. I think he really deserves to be a champion one day. Um, more importantly than that, I hope he wins at Monaco one day. Yeah, no, I think him winning at Monaco is equally as important, if not more important, than him winning a championship. I also would, would love to see him win a championship in a Ferrari. Hell yeah, dude. Hell yeah. I, uh, it's been too I'm long. A hundred, I'm 100% on board. Uh, I'm right on the same page. Maybe 2022 is the year uh, for Ferrari, that is. But that's another, that's another podcast for another time. <laughs> um, I am going to follow up that question um, with my next. Does the person who get pole position, who gets pole position, win the race? Yes. Mm, who do you think that is? I mean... I was going to say that for our, our predictions, um, but I can save it for, no, 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 no. I take right. it back. I take, it, right. back. I take it back. I take it back. It's, it look, I was looking back through the past, you know, five Monaco Grand Prix, and I think all of them, it was the same for both. Yeah. So I don't, I don't see that changing anytime soon, but again, that's, you know, records and stuff, stuff like that's meant to be broken. So. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Cool. Cool. Do you have uh, any more questions for me? That 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 takes all of mine out. Yeah. No. I'm I'm ready to do predictions. Uh, I'll start Beautiful. since you you had asked me before. Uh, I think we're going to see Max Verstappen on pole. Wow. Wow. I Max just I, on I just feel like the Red Bull is just slightly better suited for Monaco this year. Their uh, their corners have been really strong, you know. As mm-hmm. much as, and we've had a lot of uh, we've had a lot of races so far this year where straight line speed has been the game changer, and that is obviously not the case at Monaco. Yeah, uh, and you know Max's best finish at Monaco, I think, was third in 2019 behind Lewis and Bottas, and. Yeah. Uh, you know, I think he'll, but he tech, I mean, he had, um, you know, he was fastest. I think he was fastest in Q2, uh, that year, even though the car was not as fast as, yeah. I mean, you know, uh, I think there's a lot to guess about, mm-hmm. about what he's done in previous years. Um, and it's hard when it comes to qualifying, especially because Mercedes knows when to sit back and when to push. True. Um, qualifying, who gets pole position? <sighs> I got to tell you, I really think Lewis Hamilton gets pole position. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, that's that's a solid prediction. Mine's a little bit of wishful thinking, a little bit of wishful thinking for Max and wishful thinking for, like, I want this championship fight to come down to like to just go as long as possible. Yeah. But my opinion changes when it comes to who wins the race. Oh shit. My podium is Max Lewis or Claire. 
right. So that's uh, that's who I was gonna have as my podium. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I think I'm gonna change it up and say Max Lewis, Danny Ricardo. Yo, amazing, bro. Amazing. You're talking about a previous race winner. Yeah. And I think he's 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 I think he's just about to hit in that right spot of like he's about to be dialed in. He's about to be dialed in. We didn't talk much news, but how did you feel about the headline of uh Lando saying it's not his responsibility to help Danny out in the car? I mean, he's saying what any driver in his position would say. Like on the contrary, because Checo says that Max has been helping him out a lot. Um you know, Ocon says that him and Fernando have a great working relationship. It seems like, it seems like there's a little bit, and that might be some headline talk might be them trying to add some drama, but it's it's possible. I mean, on the other hand, you know, Lando's what 14, like, yeah, I think he's, I think he, I think he just grew a pube. (laughs) One. Um, You know, I did. I, I did see that he extended his his contract with McLaren. He did, which is cool. he did. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, I think that's just you know, I, I think that's just talk because yeah, or and it's also headline bullshit, you know what I mean? Yeah, like totally. I know I know enough about different industries to know when bullshit is headline bullshit, but uh uh yeah, so I love I love that take. I love that take. And I think that if Ricardo, I would be so pumped if Ricardo got oh, yeah. so pumped. And I think that if that happens, that very much changes the dynamic at McLaren mm-hmm. quickly, like real quick changes the <laughs> dynamic at McLaren in a very interesting way. Yeah. And like, yeah. I, I don't know, McLaren, like the more, the more I watch, the more, like, I just, I love those two guys and just, yeah, that whole team is just like it's become it's it's getting really special to me. You know, you know? what? I uh, you and I were texting about it. I think Zach Brown is really onto something. I think you know for what Toto Wolf did with Mercedes and what Christian Horner did with Red Bull, I think we're gonna really, really in the future be looking at Zach Brown like, oh, that motherfucker knows how to run a race car. Like he he knows how to. Because it's not just F1. I mean, his rally cars, yep. his indie cars. Yeah. Like, Zach Brown is doing a damn good job running a lot of different race teams. And, uh, and, and I have nothing but respect for the guy. Um, since we've talked podiums, I know that that's, a, you know, just quickly, uh, I'll go down the list. Where, does, where do you see Alpine this weekend? Where do I see Alpine this weekend? This is a great, a great question that I'm delaying answering. <laughs> um, yeah, I think I think Alpine's going to do really well this season, if only because I think I think Monaco is especially challenging for rookies, and I think this is where Alpine, having a car that clearly is getting better, having drivers that are more comfortable in it, and having a former world champion and a very experienced driver in Ocon is really going to step up. Like, I really think that they're going to give, um, I think they'll be, I think they'll be right on the heels of McLaren and Ferrari 
at this particular track and really a step ahead of, you know, obviously Seb, two-time former Monaco winner. I just don't think the performance is there. And Seb's not the kind of person who seems like he's going to like push the car beyond what he knows it's capable of doing. Right, right. Uh, and that's my follow-up is, is where do you see Aston Martin this weekend? Do we see anything out of Aston Martin this weekend? Uh, I think one of the Aston Martin drivers will make it to Q3 in qualifying. Wow. Wow. I'm curious uh, which one that is. I mean, I it's going to be Seb because... It's Seb, right? Yeah. I was going to say, say the name in one, two, three. Sebastian yeah. 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 Just like Lance hasn't really done a lot at, at Monaco. I mean, at the last the last race, though, I mean, George, he, he finished behind George Russell. Yeah. Um, yeah. You know, yeah. so... Which uh, next team to talk about? Williams. Where do you see uh, George and Latifi? I think George and Latifi are going to be comfortably in the, you know, 14 to 16 range. Sure. Um, you know, I think they'll both finish ahead of Haas again, just because of experience. They, this is not their first F1 race at Monaco. Yeah. I don't think Haas finishes the race. You don't. Oh, so you don't think either Haas car will finish the race. I don't think, uh, I, I, there is no way that one of them is finishing the race. There's no fucking way. (laughs) There is no fucking way in my mind. Because the other thing to keep in mind is that not only is Monaco about perfection, not only is Monaco an unforgiving track, and not only do you have to be so perfectly consistent. Like, if Mazepin was the only driver, if there was one car that had to complete the entire Monaco race by itself, I don't think he could fucking do it. Yeah, no, he's on that track with 19 other cars. Yeah, yeah. and that's an interesting thing, right? Because, like, I mean, all things considered, if I'm a principal, I'm going to be saying, like, okay, where is Mazepin on the track? Mm -hmm. Because we know that he's going to hold up cars trying to lap him. We know that he's going to be a danger for as long as he's out there. We know that they're probably going to fuck up their pit stop strategy. Like he is going to significantly affect the race for as long as he's in it, regardless of what position he's in negatively. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like very negatively. And so when, when it comes to Haas, even finishing the race, like I wouldn't be surprised if he took out because I mean, let's face it. Haas is just simply the worst car this year. Mm-hmm. I think Mick is a great driver, and I don't need to take anything away from him, but Haas is easily the worst car. Uh, and I think Mick is taken out by Nikita in the first lap. Um, and if not, you know, Mick might make it through. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I try to be an optimist, and in part, the, the one thing that's making me just pausing a little bit is like, you know, obviously we've talked about Monaco's very narrow and everything. Those cars do get spread out. Like looking at the 2019 finishing times, like Lewis won, Seb was two seconds behind uh, Hamilton. Bottas was three seconds behind Hamilton. Max in fourth was over five seconds behind. And Gasly uh, was almost five seconds behind Max. 
Right, and but then, that's the thing. When you're talking about a lap that's only, you know, you're, it's um, only a minute and 10? what, 20? Minute 10, minute 20 to get yeah, around this track. Qualifying. Yeah, yeah. It's not too long before that 20th car is well, in the true. first car's way. You know, that's and that's the point that I'm making. And all right, so, all right. Yeah, so I I, I think that uh, I don't think Haas finishes, but I do think to counter what you're saying, to get it on more of a positive note, I think that George Russell gets a point this weekend. Wow. I think George gets a point. Dude, if George gets a point and Leclerc or Ricardo get on the podium. I'm gonna freak the fuck out. Yo, we're spraying champagne, bro. <laughs> I'm bringing. I'm bringing three bottles. I'm bringing one for us to drink. I'm bringing. <laughs> well, we'll get to the party. We'll get to the party. Yeah, yeah. Right, right. the party. So, uh, and the only other, I think, the only other team uh, to name is uh, Alpha Tauri uh, and and Alpha Romeo. Romeo, I see doing worse than Williams. Um, I think they just don't have it this year. But uh, the team that we haven't mentioned, where is Alpha Tauri in this? Where does Yuki frustrated Yuki and uh, on the rise Gasly finish this weekend? Yeah, I think I think they fight for some points. I think Gasly uh, ends up in the top ten, uh, lower in the top ten. I think Yuki finishes the race. Um, but again, I think Monaco's tough on rookies. Uh, Gasly, uh, you know, for the 2019 race, he had the fastest lap. So, you know, I think this is a place that he feels comfortable performing. I think he'll end up in the points. I just don't think the performance of the car is quite up to uh, to where it should be. Like, I feel like they came really strong out of the gate and they've sort of faded as, um, you know, especially Alpine has sort of gotten their shit together. Mm-hmm. Uh, so I think, I think Toro Rosso or not Toro Rosso anymore. I'm looking at old stuff. Uh, <laughs> I think Towery finishes uh, in between Alpine and uh, Aston Martin. I uh, like, you I, know, vaguely like if yeah, I'm, I like your call. I like your call. I like where, uh, I like where your head's with this. I, uh, yeah, man, I hundred percent agree. I think uh, it's going to be a great one. And so, uh, FEF1 fans, I hope that you hang out with us on Sunday because, Ryan, you have been vaccinated. You have had your two-week clearance. 100%. You and I haven't seen one another in the flesh in quite a long time. It's been like six months at least. If not longer. Um, No, it's definitely been longer than that. It yeah, it would have been, been end of October last time we went karting. Yeah, bro. It's fucking middle of May. Yeah. yeah. It's time is uh, it's time is <laughs> fucked. Uh and we are hanging out from Monaco Sunday, FEF1, live and in person. Uh, I'm bringing cocktails. I uh, we, like I imagine we're gonna eat food. We're gonna have some some good brunch uh, to be brunch. determined. Uh, and I'm gonna bring a bottle of champagne for us to drink, and I'm gonna bring some champagne to shake and fucking <laughs> shoot. <laughs> I'm gonna wear a jacket. I'm wearing it. I'm wearing. I'm getting dressed up. Your hair is cut. Yeah, it is. Fef one party Sunday for Monica. 
I'm so fucking excited. Bro, I'm um, what I was going to ask you earlier is, should we come up with rules for a Monaco drinking game? A Monaco drinking game? Yeah. So like oh, any shit. anytime somebody goes like too wide on the hairpin, take a drink. No, we'll die because so many people are going to go out of their fucking. Uh, that could yeah, be the Monica that could be the only rule, and we would probably get pretty pretty wasted. We, we wouldn't make it. We wouldn't make it. Let's do let's do Monaco drinking game right now. Um. Yeah, I think Monaco drinking game is. Uh, oh, that's hard. What is what is good Monaco? I'm actually going to Google this. I'm going to see if I bet you there is one out there. Yeah. Uh, Monaco F1 drinking game. Monaco Grand Prix drinking game on Reddit. Perfect. Thank you, Reddit. What do we have here? Um, okay, 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 okay. You ready for this? This is from posted by uh, Noob Canoe Work. (laughs) I don't know what the fuck, but this is on the Formula One Reddit. Um, Oh, and I'm going to change some names. Some, some are specific, so I'm going to change uh, some, some names. Um, ready? Mm-hmm. So a sip of your drink. Any variation of hearing difficult to overtake here. Shit. <laughs> this is, <laughs> yeah. This is, uh, we're already dead. We're already dead. Uh, this is posted, by the way, uh, this time last year. Okay um p.s the first comment is i don't feel like dying (laughs) Um, so any variation of difficult to overtake here uh two mention of a ferrari strategy uh mention of leclerc jesus a sip if someone touches a barrier there's a lot of rules this one is like you're gonna fucking somebody's gonna get i I pulled it up so i'm looking at it like are you looking at it too yeah we'll go back and forth we'll go back and forth so uh number four someone touches a barrier uh, one sip for every car involved in the turn one crash. The turn one crash. The and, and I think that that's I would take that as the first turn one crash. Right. You lap know, one not, turn one. Lap one turn one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. One sip for every lap that a Williams is not last. Uh, which I don't think will happen often because yeah. Haas is going to be fucking last. So if that's one sip for every lap that Haas is not last, oh. One sip for well, well, wait. See, one sip for every lap that Haas is not last won't happen at all. A sip for every lap that Williams is not last, you'll get fucking hammered. Yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, some of these are really good. I really like the uh, you know, crowd shot of super rich people rule. Um, yeah, that's a good one. My favorite one here in, in this like one sip uh list is. Yeah. Someone mentions that your eyes are just faster than the camera to the change in light after the tunnel. <laughs> ah. <laughs> oh, shit. That's amazing. <laughs> oh, man. How come it's a sip if somebody switches to intermediates? It's stupid. That's a stupid yeah. I mean, because it, it doesn't make any sense because the, the race was canceled before we had like the weather forecast. So like, right, right. It's foolish. Uh, so here's our two sip category. Uh, someone has to use the runoff area. 
I don't know where the runoff area is. Is that by the pool? I feel like it has to be. It has to be by the pool. That's the only fucking place that it would be. Um, uh, someone has to cut a chicane. Fa- uh, but that happens all the fucking. That happens every lap. Yeah, I also anyway. don't feel like they spelled chicane correctly. Yeah, they definitely didn't. That um, spelled. That spelled like a toddler would spell chicane. Yeah. Uh, Ferrari leaves someone out for too long. Yeesh. Uh, I mean that because, happens every race. Because so. that happens, <laughs> that happens more often than I would like to admit. Uh, the next one is that Grosjean crashes, which is sad. Now, uh, yeah. but hey, P.S. Fucking great for Grosjean to get pole at the Indy Grand Prix and then finish second. So great, incredible. Um, uh, I, but I, that I really- would be. Two sips would definitely be Mazepin crashes. I'm like not to compare th- Mazepin to Grosjean. Right. Yeah. Uh, I, I'm like looking through the comments, and like one of them is down the whole bottle when you are are Ferrari fan. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah. Then, and then the first reply to that is, but like you don't have to wait for race day to do that. <laughs> <laughs> oh no. Oh man. Someone's like, wait. I wish I had seen this earlier. I don't have enough booze in the house. Yeah, right. Oh my god. Uh so getting through this list, Haas race each other race each other too dangerously is stupid. Someone retires. Stupid. Magnuson forces someone off. I don't think Magnuson was ever that much of a dick. Um I grew to like him as a driver. But uh, I, I would I would make the two sip every time that Mazepin holds if he's still in the race. Every time he holds up a car that's trying to lap him and ignores a blue flag. Oh, I mean every time there's a blue flag. Yeah, take he a just drink. is like yeah, yeah right. Every time yeah fuck uh, down the drink if Mazepin doesn't make it past turn one. Wait, at some point we're gonna watch a race in person, and anytime Mazepin is mentioned or on camera, we have to take a sip of vodka. Yeah, fair. That's fair. <laughs> uh man. This is uh this is gonna be an interesting race, I think. I think that I you didn't give your um I don't remember you giving your wild card for this. Oh, one. oh, let me give. Yeah, I'll give my wild card. Because mine um, is that there's three teams on the podium and one of them is Leclerc. Uh, mine is Checo fastest lap. Ooh, great wild card. Great yeah. wild card. Because I feel like it could happen because everybody's spread out enough where they might be able, you know, I have a feeling we're going to see the, uh, in the tradition of Formula One's 2021 season so far yeah, yeah. I, feel, I feel like we're going to see a lot of like late pit stops to for fastest lap shenanigans yeah. again yeah for sure uh but dude sure. i am so pumped for this race i'm so pumped to hang out with you in person um dude i can't wait uh it's gonna be so much fun we're gonna we're gonna have a fucking great time we're gonna have a great time. We're gonna have a great time. There's a distinct possibility that we will be drunk and recording the next episode of this podcast after the race. Oh, yeah. That's a big possibility. Yeah. That's a big possibility. There's actually, there's uh here's here's a reason. Here's our personal Monaco drinking game. Does Ian fall asleep on your couch uh to sleep off the morning fucking booze? <laughs> <laughs> And that that possibility is high. Possibility is high. (laughs) 
Uh, yeah, we will see. You're 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 welcome to do so. If your you poor to, wife obviously. comes upstairs, she's like, "Where is Ian? He's he's asleep in the backyard. He sprayed champagne and passed out because the player <laughs> finished second. And so we're just gonna let him sleep it off. And it's just just me. That that'll be that'll be on Instagram. It'll be the picture of me face down in your backyard next to your new flower garden, just fucking assed out. It's very comfortable back, back, back there. So it's, I've, I, 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 I've napped in my backyard before. So you're, hey, you're, you're more than welcome to do so. I, uh, I, I would totally do it and enjoy every second. If it wasn't supposed to be nine degrees, I would like cover you with a blanket. But yeah, no, no, maybe, maybe just stick an umbrella over my head. <laughs> I could do so that. that. Like I don't get hurt, you know? Yeah, I could do that. That's what's up. That's what's up. Uh, uh, this is a. Uh, I'm so happy. I'm so happy to be talking about this race. I'm so excited to have Monaco after two years. I'm so excited that this is the first race we get to hang out together. Um, and so I want to do a quick, our, our regular shout out to uh, Movie John, uh, Movie John Podcast Network. Definitely check out all the shit that they have going on. I've really been, really, really, really been loving the, um, the uh, Killer Bees podcast. Uh, they just did a really wonderful series on Mako Kaji, uh, and Lady Snowblood, which I was absolutely in love with. Dude, that movie is fucking awesome. I haven't watched the sequel yet, but I'm very excited. I haven't too. either. I haven't either. I really want, really want to watch the sequel, but, uh, absolutely really loved it. Um, uh, the number one old sport just, uh, covered, uh, here comes Mr. Jordan on the cinema crypt podcast which was fucking rad um best friends forever are all about patrick patrick swayze this month um, they are I, I believe they are crazy for swayze is their uh crazy for swayze fuck yeah dude <laughs> that's so good and you guys have a uh a new crew on the mj podcast network the disney deviants podcast um uh, which I haven't really gotten to dive into yet, but I'm sure that it's fucking rad. Uh, Hate Watch, Great Watch, just covered the cell. A ton of really, really fun shit to listen to. Um, And if you're more of a reader than a listener, uh, check out Movie John, where there's a ton of incredible articles uh, written by wonderful people to dig into. Yeah, and there's a quarterly zine you can order. uh, And Ian, when you find out what the theme because each each zine issue has a theme when you find out what the theme is for the next issue you're gonna flip so, if i get a panic i'm gonna get nervous yeah, yeah. i'm so excited um so I, I i will tell you off mic because i don't, I don't want to steal just in case uh, yeah, yeah 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 good call good call yeah. I'll, I'll wait i'll wait all right um, I'll, t- I'll tell you on sunday so dick well, no, you're going to tell me as soon as we stop recording. All Otherwise, right, I won't right. be able to sleep. <laughs> I'll just text you at 2 a.m. like 17 times. I'll be like, Ryan, what's, I gave up. What is it? What is it? Uh, but yeah, check out all those wonderful podcasts. If you want to reach out to us, it is FEIF1Pod on Twitter and Instagram. If you want to email us and tell us what your opinions are, we are uh, FEIF1ONE at gmail.com. Uh, Ryan, where can they find you and all of your wonderful musings? Yeah, uh, outside of Movie John, you can find me on Twitter and Instagram and also Letterboxd and Goodreads and pretty much anywhere that I've decided to be uh, at Silber whatever. Uh, cool. I know Ian, you are Ian, Ian or, or whatever. 
yeah Ian or whatever at instagram is the is the best way to best way to hang out with me uh you're much better at instagram than i am at least in terms of like posting cool stuff to your stories i try it's funny like my my mentality towards instagram is very much like that's pretty and then i just post it to the story you know what i mean like i have no i'm not i'm not very good at at uh my my whole algorithm is like racing and boxing and movies and that's it and uh and i'm happy about it but yeah no i'm not very good at promoting myself with anything but i really do enjoy like this is a neat picture and i post that thing uh so yeah no i i have fun on instagram it's a good deal so check us out say what's up tell us what you think uh and meanwhile get buckled up because Next time you hear from us, we're going to be uh, pissed drunk after Monaco. It's going to be fucking great. Fucking great, dude. F yeah, F1. F yeah.